This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute, with more than 150 fellowship-trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs. IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit IBJI.com. Howdy folks and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. I'm Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding members Joe Cogler and Maureen Carlino as we have actually a bunch of stuff to talk about in this week's uh, summer episode of the podcast. We got a lot of scoring, we got some summer baseball coming to an end and some other fun tidbits as well. But before we get started in this week's episode, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you like us, review us, and also spread the word by telling your also uh, friend, uh, sports fans that uh, the varsity exists. And uh, always good to get you guys' uh, listens and feedback. But we're going to do a third three-quarter format in this week's episode of the podcast. In the first quarter, we wrap up summer baseball with um, the Waves playing in the championship game. And we also talk about Jake Fegan going off for 51 points and uh, really becoming uh, quite the player over this past summer, really boosting his stock um, over this past few months. And in the second quarter, we are joined by Jake, and we're going to hear from him about um, his summer and everything going on there. And then in the third quarter, we have uh, some congratulations for FC United and also a fun new uh, lacrosse program coming into the North Shore area. But why don't we start things off here by recapping uh, the Wilmette Waves uh, competing in the championship game of their summer league. We're recording this on Thursday and the championship took place on Wednesday night. Um, they took on a tough Evanston team and um lost to Evanston two to nothing in the championship game. Um, according to the waves, they finished the summer with a 22, 13 and three record playing 38 games in 38 days. And guys, um, it kind of shows you just how baseball is. If you're going to do a one, uh, game championship game, uh, that's just, sometimes you just get, uh, attacked or, uh, you just face a tough pitcher and that's kind of what the waves did, um, in their championship game. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Mike. That's It can just happen in baseball, and I think the Waves were the highest-scoring team in the league. Uh, they were the um, number one seed, I think, by a few games. Um, the uh, Illinois Summer Baseball League, which is the organization runs, put out some stats like right before that game, and Nutrier, or I'm sorry, the Wilmette Waves have like all the top people in all the top offensive categories. Like the runs batted in, the top three guys were Graham Maestros, Luis Florida, and Brennan Stressler, all from – all from Will Met. So they put up runs and then, you know, they run into, uh, they have an off day, run into a good pitcher and, and that's that. So not much doing at all, not much action to really talk about. Evanson scored uh, a run in separate innings and then just kind of uh, held off Will Met and they take second place after a first place regular season finish. But a lot of, a lot of quality performances. Graham Maestros was the silver slugger for the league um he's a third baseman um rising junior uh for the trebian so still got a couple years left there he led the league in extra base hits and rbi and runs before the final game so who knows 
if, if someone topped him. But um, Brennan Stressler had two home runs. That led the league. Um, so not too many home runs for the league. And Jack Maestros, Graham's uh, older brother, rising senior, had a .38 ERA uh, going into yesterday. So he was really good all summer long. Fun stuff, you know. They're just uh, good to get competition and good competition and local competition this summer. And I think it was a good one for the Wombat Waves again. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, even that final game, even though that final game wasn't the result they were hoping for, still seems like a really great summer for the Waves. And <clears throat> Joe alluded to it, just so much talent coming back on that Nutria baseball team next year that uh, put together, obviously, a, a really fun and memorable and super competitive run um, last playoff stretch there in the spring. So uh, expecting big things for that team moving forward with so many of the key contributors who already played a big part in that final eight appearance coming back to this season. So um, I think the, you know, it, it's very early on, but we can say that the Trevians uh, baseball team is going to be a dangerous group next season. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. If we want to throw in Loyola a little bit, they had a nice summer too. I think early in the summer, I can't remember, Mark, but I think we looked at the standings and they were like 500 below. So they went on a run um, to go well above 500. I think they finished uh, first or second in their side of the division. Um, they had three members on the all-summer team, uh, Ben Gracemeyer, Nick Lovechick, uh, and Matthew O'Brien. Sorry if I butchered those first two. And uh, Will Metz three were Sam Gossard, Graham Maestros, and AJ Steinbeck. So uh, those uh, those six made the All Summer League and pretty fun summer. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun summer. I know we talked about this in the past. Uh, um, obviously, a lot of working, a lot of underclassmen playing, but still fun when you win and um, a bright future for uh, both programs, but especially for Nutria with a strong um, wave season over this past summer. Um, all right, let's talk about Jake Vegan going off and just like <laughs> having the summer of his life, um, scoring 51 points, uh, 13 three-pointers for uh, his AU team full package at the Prep Hoops 2K21 uh, tournament. I mean, if you look at some of these videos, I mean, there's a video of him going off at half court and it's it's not it's not like he was like all the way open like it was kind of contested but these are like contested looks and um jake just can i mean it started with the ridgewood classic at the beginning of the summer and now um i mean with this latest performance i mean he's really boosting his uh recruiting package he's showing he can shoot from everywhere and um obviously colleges are always going to be happy and uh interested if you're able to shoot from beyond the arc yeah, especially contested. Like you said, those videos in a lot of his shots in, in the 51 game performance, uh, he shot 13 of 16 threes. So, and at this point in the summer and this point in his career, it's not like people, it's a surprise to his opposition. <laughs> they know right. he's going to shoot and they know he's got a sweet stroke. So he's getting pushed out on that three point line and, uh, and pressured and rushed and um, double teams. And he's, he's rising above and hitting these threes. It's pretty unbelievable to see a high schooler do stuff like that on his way to 51 points. Um, pretty cool stuff. You know, when we saw him during the season as a sophomore, he was an option for Nutrier. Um, kind of a, he was a starter and an option, but he wasn't number one. So they'd kick it out. And I think it still was a surprise. He's open, very nice stroke. And he did a three, a um, couple of game, nothing more than probably three a game. Maybe he, I, mean, I think maybe he scored 15 one game, um, but uh, this is, I think the confidence is growing. 
Um, and he knows he's going to be a, a weapon for, for Nutria going into the season. He's, he's obviously a weapon for his, for his club team, um, full package. Um, so this is, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Definitely some Steph Curry and Clay Thompson vibes in that highlight video. He, he, uh, he posted over this weekend because there was a good mix of shooting off the dribble and shooting on the catch, uh, shooting right after the catch as well. So, uh, as you guys said, some contested shots, some tough shots, quick release. Um, he posted his stats from that tournament as well. Over four games, he shot 35 of 53 from, from three for our listeners. That's 66%, which is an insane percentage from, um, three and he averaged 31 points a game, which was probably a little bit bloated by that 51, but still looks like the game before that 51, he dropped 28. So just a tremendous tournament, tremendous summer and someone we're absolutely going to be keeping our eyes on this season. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it seems like a pretty easy uh, game plan for uh, coach Fricky and Nutrier, just either give it to uh Fegan and he'll shoot out three or just get in the folks post to Jackson Monroe and uh, he'll uh, do some work in the post where um, Jackson, uh, we talked about him a little bit last week. He got some more offers from Eastern Illinois, Cal Poly, Bucknell, American University, um, and some other schools as well. So obviously two, um, key players to look out for in your college, um, basketball recruiting, um, and, uh, just overall, just looking forward to what, uh, basketball is going to be like for the Trevians this upcoming, um, winter, but, we're going to move on over now to the second period where we are joined by um, Fegan, and he's going to talk about uh, just what that performance was like, obviously scoring 51 points for his um, AAU team and just what this past summer has been like. Some, some really big point performances for you. So how's the summer been for you so far? Uh, the summer's been really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, I have a really good team and we play together, so it's a lot of fun going to different places every weekend. For sure, for sure. And, you know, how do you how do you feel that your game has improved this summer, Jake, so far? Um, I feel like it's improved, like, more, obviously, catch and shoot, uh-huh. more off the dribble, and some pull-ups, too. And I think I've gotten better defensively. Awesome, awesome. Glad to hear. So um, shifting gears now a little bit, Jake, to talk about uh, the 51-point game. So, you know, um, just tell me a little bit about how going into that game you felt warming up. Did you feel, you know, anything special while you were warming up, or was it kind of just your normal, your usual warm-up process, or did you did you maybe know beforehand that maybe something special was going to happen? Um, well, I got there pretty early because the gym was open to shoot, so... I got a good warm-up in, and I did feel pretty good, but nothing too special. Pretty much normal warm-up. Um, but during the game, I felt really good. I felt really confident, and my shot felt really nice. Yeah, I bet. Um, and, you know, how, how did the game start out, Jake? Did you, um, you know, you know kind of get in a rhythm pretty early on? Was there... Um you know, a stretch early in the game, early in the game where you hit a bunch of shots. How did it, how did it start off for you? Um, it started off pretty good. I think I missed my first shot, but it still felt good. So I kept on shooting. Um, and especially near the, um, middle of the first half, I felt like I was really starting to get going. Like I felt really hot. Yeah. And, and, and building 
leading off that, was there was there any point in the game or, or you know any point throughout either of the um, either of the halves that you sort of felt like you know something special could happen tonight that you you were really in a rhythm? Yeah, for sure. At the end of the first half and going to the second, um, I felt like I could just throw it up and it would go in every time. <laughs> and then some I've had that happen before, and then come out in the second half and like not be as hot, but uh-huh. when I made my first shot in the second half, it felt really good, and I felt like I could do something. Do you remember how many you had at the half? I think I had nine at the half. Is is this the most you've ever scored in a game, Jake? Yeah, it is. Okay. Is there anything, you know, have you ever been close to, to something like 51 before, or is this like the, the highest level you've ever got to? This is definitely the highest level I've ever gotten close to 51. That's awesome. So, um, you know, how was the how was the actual game itself, Jake? Was it kind of a, a back and forth close game? You know, where you felt like those points were were really big parts of the game. You know, what, what was the what was the game script like? Um, definitely in the beginning, in the first half, um, it was pretty close. We were sort of going back and forth. But near the end of the first half, we started to um, get a bigger lead, and then in the second half, we had a pretty big lead the whole time. Gotcha. Okay. And when the when the game was over, and in the in the couple of days since, have you had a chance to to look back on it, Jake, and just be like, "Wow, that was that was pretty awesome." <laughs> and it, it, if yeah. if so, if so, what's your reaction like? Um, it's sort of thankful for my teammates for like finding me because I know it could be like difficult to know like. If you pass it to me, I'm going to shoot it. But it's it feels good because I know that I have people around me that support me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do you remember how many um, how many threes you took? I know it, it looks like you made 13. Do you remember how many you shot that game? Yeah, I shot 16. 13 and 16. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome, man. That's pretty awesome. And um, you know, have you ever in a in a game before felt you know like such a rhythm like that where you you know almost anything you put up is going down? Yeah, I have felt that in a game before. Um, and what was I felt it a couple times? What's that feeling like for you, Jake? Um, it's a great feeling. Um, it just feels like everything's going your way, and your shots feels very smooth, and everything feels right. It's very good. Thanks so much, Jake, for joining us. And thanks, as always, to all the players and coaches for joining us. Always good to get you guys this insight every single week. All right, we're heading into the third period. But before we do that, let's give a quick thanks to our sponsor, the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute. They have many locations in the Chicago area. So make sure you check them out. Move better and live better. All right, we got two things to talk about in the final period of this week's podcast. Why don't we start about um, a cool story that you wrote, Joe, about um, Nutrilax uh, starting a youth program. Obviously, we know about Junior Trevians for um, football and uh, different sports like that. But um, it seemed like there wasn't a lacrosse program. And uh, Joe, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I uh, was a bit surprised to learn. I guess I hadn't been following it too much that, you know, at the house level, you know, local leagues, there was not a Wilmette or a Winneka program um, for local youth. Kenilworth has had a program for about 11 years. There used to be the Winneka Wild, 
Um, and there used to be the North Shore Lacrosse League, which was basically Wilmette. Um, but since those faded um, and the rise of travel, travel across Team One, All In, um, True Lacrosse and Midwest Express, really in, in the general suburbs, um, those are the options for kids. And Tom Harala, the coach of Nutrier, um, longtime coach, multi, multi championship coach, um, decided actually two years ago, 2019, that he wanted to start this. It's been on his mind for a while that he wants a mechanism to get young kids to try the sport rather than to just jump both feet in by the all, all equipment and all of a sudden you're trying out for a travel team. He wanted some, some way for them to see if they like it. So he's offering um, junior Trevian lacrosse, which will have some, a couple of free clinics here coming up. And it's basically for Wilmette and Winneka um, area youth uh, to, to see if they like it. All they need is a stick. Um, just come. Um, he'll, he'll teach the basic, his staff, a lot of his staff from high school, as well as um, former Nutrier players and standouts like Jack Hill, who I talked to, who was a, um, a standout who went to Quino, Quinnipiac, got it, um, <laughs> to play. And he's now the coach at Regina Dominican. So um, they got a great staff and they're going to teach the basics and just basically intro the sport, see if the kids like it. And then if they do, they can continue with um, junior Trevor and lacrosse. We'll have a paid fall program as well. And then a spring program with some competition, hopefully if there's enough um, participation and he hopes that uh, they can build a Wilmette and a Winneka team and they could play against Kenworth and other area teams um, just like house ball. Um, you play in, in any number of sports um, that the park district offers or that um, local house leagues offer. So <clears throat> that's the idea behind it. Um, obviously you can kind of imagine new has been, I think Nutria and Loyola, I put in the story of 125 of the last 31 state championships. So it's, it's a, it's a, it, this is the territory for Illinois high school lacrosse is this North shore. So he hopes to get more kids excited about it early on. Um, and, you know, I guess you can kind of say it could help his Nutria program along the way. He's probably thinking of that as well. Um, after those kids, if they stay in the sport and you don't lose them to other sports, maybe they like lacrosse better. So basically adding more kids to the funnel to see if they like it. Um, but yeah, it seems like a really cool, genuine thing to, to get kids into the sport uh, for really very little cost. How important do you think it was just to start this program? And I, like you kind of mentioned before, like how surprised were you that there was no program, especially given um, the track record for new trail across? Yeah, I was surprised. And when, and when he started talking about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess you're right. I did. Rem you know, I do remember the Winneka wild. Um, I don't know when they folded, but um, just to have that Kenilworth program and no Glencoe program either. It's, it's pretty strange. Um, but of course, all these kids, uh, most of them who are, you know, built, you know, make up these Nutria and Loyalist all whatever team, state championship teams, they play true or they play um, team one lacrosse um, and their standouts there as well. Um, but to give that option, I think, to area youth who either maybe aren't going to be superstars or don't even know if they like the sport, I think that's really cool. I think that's what park district and house programming is for whether it's obviously baseball is prolific across country soccer of course um is as well and even you know flag football or or youth tackle football there's options at the local level so adding lacrosse especially in this area it seems like that's 
pretty important. Yeah, definitely, especially for like you mentioned how big lacrosse is at this area. But uh, make sure you guys check out Joe's story there at therecordnorthshore.org. Um, good stuff there and some good insight. And we're going to finish things off by uh, talking about um, FC United and giving congratulations there. 20U Pre-Academy won the USU Soccer National Championship at the Premier Sports Campus in uh, Florida over the past weekend. Um, congratulations to them and uh, a lot of Loyola uh, athletes uh, competing in there as well as new cheer guys and um, obviously speaks to a lot about what FC United is and just uh, the program um, that they've been able built to build uh, throughout the years. Yeah, we know that, you know, especially over the recent stretch and for, for quite some time, actually, that FC United has been the uh, premier program in the area. And this sort of only further proves that point and further showcases the, the talent that they have within and the ability to develop young players that that club has. So um, as you mentioned there, Michael, some some heavy Loyola and Nutria representation. So a lot of the local players that were uh, were used to covering and just uh, really exciting. Looks like they won that final match two to one. A um, bit of a close game there. So uh, re really great finish and exciting finish there. Yeah, definitely. Did you guys see the trophy? It looks awesome. What does it look like? <laughs> There's a trophy. It kind of looks like the World Cup trophy, but gold and a little bigger. So it's pretty Interesting. cool. There's, yeah, there's a photo on FC United. It looks pretty good. Nice trophy. Oh, yeah, that thing's huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's big trophy. Well, congratulations to FC United and all the players uh, on a successful tournament. Um, so that's all that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, just a quick reminder before we say goodbye that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out and give us a nice little shout out subscription, what have you. We're anywhere that podcasts are available. So for Joe, Marty, and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Varsity, a product of the record NorthShore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute with more than 150 fellowship-trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs. IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit IBJI.com.